So I go to church on Sundays to worship, but what about the rest of the week? Can I worship at home? Can I worship at my job? What do I do to praise the Lord Monday to Friday? Oh, and Saturday too. This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we are in the middle of this uh, worship uh, kind of special edition of our podcast and we've talked about uh, what worship is and what worship is you know worship is a response to the truth of who god is uh and then you know on our past podcast we just uh talked about worship in a context of the sunday morning gathering of when uh, the believers come together and you know we kind of went through the aspect of our service and how we we are worshiping through every uh part of that yeah um, and so now that poses the question, well, now, well, what about the rest of the week, right? What about a Monday through Saturday? You mean I can't just be a Sunday Christian? <laughs> exactly. And, that, and that's the point, right? Because as Christians, we it's not like we just believe who God is on Sunday yeah. for an hour and a half or whatever. Um, but that should affect our entire life, right? And, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, we looked at Romans and, and seeing that Paul tells us to present uh our lives as you know living sacrifices as an offering as worship right and so we don't we're not just alive on sundays right right. we're alive all throughout the week and so today we're gonna jump in and we're gonna dive into what what does that mean what does that look like um and just you know some practical practical yeah outlooks on on that that's right worship is a lifestyle yeah and that what we've established or hopefully uh, come to the conclusion it's yeah. not necessarily it's it's not about a place it's not about a time mm-hmm. um it's not uh, about certain you know music or actions that we do on a sunday morning right worship is a lifestyle because that the really worshiping here is what the christian does right like this is indicative of our whole life it's not just synonymous with singing and so the way that we live our life is really an expression of worship and so so how do we do that you know um can we worship in all things can we Mm -hmm. worship in uh you know when we're when we're at home around the dinner table you know when we're having a conversation Mm -hmm. with our kids or with a friend or over the back fence with a neighbor Right. Yeah. Uh, can can we find worshipful moments there uh, in responding to the truth of who God is? And so, right. I think the simple answer is yes. Yeah, right? absolutely. Can we? Absolutely. So, how and, how do we do it then? Right. Right. And I, I think the first thing to to say is that there's there's like two big uh, ways to think of of worshiping God, and one informs the other, and yeah. it's important to not mix these up. And the first one is the vertical aspect, which right. is that's where the understanding of who God is, the response of of 
of that truth that he is holy that he is uh, above everything and that first vertical is really what aligns everything else which is the horizontal aspect of of how we can worship yeah but again it starts with that uh, if you don't have your vertical correct, you don't have your truth on who God is, and you know you can't properly worship even God, but then you can't worship through the horizontal aspects, right? That's right. That's um, right. And so on Sunday, I, you know, and we're gonna, and then there's other, there's these three other subcategories I want to talk about, but uh, on Sunday, you know, we focus a lot on the vertical, right? Like getting yeah. into God's word, singing praises to him, um, giving to him. Uh, yeah. and then there is aspects of horizontal worship sure. in, on a Sunday morning, we're fellowshipping with one another. We're singing, uh, in a way that would edify one another. Right. And right. we're engaged in the sermon, uh, in ways that would be beneficial to each other. But we see a very focus yeah. that we are looking upward, right? right. We yeah. are focused on on him right we focus like we our priority is mm-hmm. upward yeah or vertically and and that informs or affects yeah. all of the horizontal aspects right and so one of the best ways that i've heard this explained is uh with like a builder's square mm-hmm. um in the in the building process now it's uh, inverse because in building you make sure that your foundation is level yeah. You know, if, if, if you have to get that part right, if you're building a house or, you know, maybe a backyard shed or something, your foundation has to be perfectly level. And then if it, when once that is and you use your builder square, think, you know, like a, a, a V, a, um, a right angle, 45 degree angle, then your uprights, your walls and things that you're going to build will be they'll be plumb. They'll right. be straight up. Um, but you have to focus on the foundation because if that's off or if that's, you know, has a little tilt to it, then your whole building is going to be like the leaning tower of Pisa. Right. And, and it's, it's going to be off kilter. Right. And so flip that around in the life of a Christian, mm-hmm. our focus, our priority, what we have to get right yeah. is the vertical. Right. And then then all the horizontal the fellowship the outreach our evangelism mm-hmm. our ministries of service and all those things will flow out of that because we're saved because we want to glorify god now we're going to impact the people around absolutely. us. absolutely but if we get that wrong then all of a sudden we've just become like a social club right. we've become a right. community organization mm-hmm. um, and not that those things are are wrong or bad they just miss the point. Exactly. Um, they miss the point. And, and, and then it's all of a sudden just become like about the people. And we're asking, oh, God, would you bless our efforts right here and do that? And we're kind of coming at it from a backwards angle. Right. And and, and that's obviously not prioritizing the vertical. Right. And and, and not to say that, that the Sunday morning worship is, is, you know, superior at all to how we worship throughout the week. But it is a, a special time where we can kind of like come and recalibrate, right, with yeah. other believers believers and just together right. uh, focus on him and on the word and, and that can really just be a great time to encourage us now to go into the week and continue that not right. not okay now it's lunchtime done with that but rather okay how does now this how can this reinform my whole week right. Right? right and so going into that let's talk about kind of just there's these three categories that that you know, and we we mentioned this book before. Uh, it's John MacArthur's Worship: The Ultimate Priority, and he kind of outlines this this kind of three categories of how we can 
how we worship, right? right. And, and this is just in a general scope, and it's the outward dimension, the inward dimension, and then the upward dimension. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you kind of see the two right there, even just the horizontal versus the vertical. Uh, yeah. And of course, a lot of these, there's like overlap in them, but let's go into them a little bit, and then we can talk about some examples of how that works in yeah. at the at the home right. at our workplace with friends yeah. and all that kind of stuff right. the first one being uh the outward and this is really how we behave towards others you yeah. know how we uh act towards others believers and non-believers you know and and really this is probably the one that we do every single day because most of us, if not every yeah. single one of us, is interacting with people on a daily basis. And right there, we get an opportunity to be worshipful, to honor God, to give Him glory, um, to let the truth of who He is inform us on how to interact with with others, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, in this, in this also, this is where we can see uh, evangelism right here playing a part in that evangelism is a way that we worship because it's how we interact with others, specifically with non-believers, uh, behaving in a way that not only, you know, points to the gospel and shows them the gospel, but even to the point where we share the gospel with them and, and point them to the cross and point them to the, the need for a savior, uh, this outward dimension and how we behave and act towards others is really just a worshipful response to God and say, well, these are all the things that he has done for me. And now I'm called to go and reflect that to, right. to others. Right. Right. Well, you, you see this like even in the Psalms, right? In Psalm uh, 105 and Psalm 96, these uh, declare his work among the nations, you know, tell of his right. wondrous deeds among all the peoples. Right. And, and this is like in a response of worship, a response yeah. of praise. Mm-hmm. And so our evangelism is, is worship yeah. as we are declaring God's works to the people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also edifying to believers too as right. we are ta- talking about what God is doing in our life that is giving him glory. Right. Um, and when we hide that, or when we're ashamed of it, yeah. or we you know, diminish it, mm-hmm. we're stealing glory from God. Right. You know, it's like, um, obviously, this is a much lesser example, but it's like we watch a game and we see a game-winning shot or something, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're like, whoa, this is awesome. Right. But then we don't talk about it with our friends, you know, or something. And right. that's like, but with that, that was like an awesome shot. We should For talk. Sure. Like, they came through. And so, obviously, those are temporary things or of no consequence, but you hopefully can see the, the, the connection there. Like, yeah. God is at work in my life, and I have to tell you about it. And that is giving him the glory that's due his name. Right. And I think a really practical question to just ask yourself in, in, in trying to see where you are at, at this in this outward dimension is, do people know, would people be able to look at me and how I behave and say, yeah, this guy loves Jesus or this mm-hmm. woman loves Jesus? You know, do my kids, would my kids say, you know, yeah. that my mom or dad, you know, loves Jesus right. and believes in, in right. God? And I think that's a very uh, revealing question is how you're doing in this outward dimension, right? right. Because uh, 
if again as as a responsive worship when you believe certain things when we believe the truth of who god is and that he calls us to be a certain way right yeah it informs how we react it informs how we um act towards people you know right if you're at work uh in a dispute if you believe who jesus is if you believe that your sins on the cross were you know taken the debt that you owed he paid for yeah. free and you didn't even deserve it that completely informs and makes me act and react differently to this dispute or right. maybe this offense right. that a coworker has has com- uh, hap- to an offense that has uh, been done towards me right and they may not agree with you right they may even think that you're weak for forgiving or yeah. whatever um, but there's no doubt about it like this person is a believer mm-hmm. like there's something different yeah. that is informing this person's actions mm-hmm. and that in itself that's a form of worship to god just acknowledging that that this person's different this person has been transformed by something that's not of himself right. or herself and uh, and that just gives god the glory and the credit right um, i think another another uh, big uh subject there and, and it's in the book as well is is giving to the needy you know just yeah. being generous that is that is a, a characteristic of of outward the outward dimension of worship and that's uh being generous and and yeah and giving to the needy we're not right uh, everything as believers everything has been freely given to us right eternal life again yeah um nothing that we have we deserved or earned right and so how then could we not turn and to others and do the same right and be generous and give to those who who right. need help right it flows from the gospel right it flows from the gospel and you, you know how we make the jump here of like our giving you know whether it's on a sunday morning you know to the church or to those in need is this idea that the we're in the scriptures that talks about an acceptable sacrifice because yeah. that's really what we're getting to you right. referenced it earlier in in romans 12 that this is whole that we present ourselves holy and acceptable to god which is our uh, spiritual worship or our service of worship. And so it's the same word in Greek, sometimes translated worship, sometimes service, but it's the same concept. And, and, and so what we want to do is offer to God acceptable worship. Which implies that there's right. unacceptable worship, and right. that's maybe a topic for a different podcast. Um, but what we're talking about here is what is acceptable to God. It, throughout the week, what does He receive or accept as worship? Mm-hmm. And our giving is that. We see the inverse of this in, in uh, uh, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5. Ananias and Sapphira are bringing right. a gift. Their heart's not in it. Um, they're just, they kind of hold back a portion from themselves and boom. They just die on the spot. They gone. Uh, be, not because they were, they didn't give the right amount, but they weren't worshiping in their heart. And they were, they were lying to God. But in Philippians 4, we see the positive of this. Right. We see how uh, Paul commends or thanks the Philippians right. for giving a gift, what he calls an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Yeah, he says, I, I have received full payment and more. I'm well supplied, having received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they had this church in Philippi had sent Paul a gift to provide for his needs mm-hmm. while he was in jail. Right. And this person who is in need, their offering, uh, their generous sacrifice was an act of mm-hmm. worship. 
And so as we, you know, like, you know, we have the kind of the, you know, the bum on the street kind of thing um, in our mind, which can be a form of worship, uh, but maybe it's a person in your small group, uh, a friend that at work that you know is in a tough spot and you, you know, not for any fanfare for yourself, maybe it's anonymous note and you pass them a hundred bucks so they can get groceries this month. Um, right. You, you help somebody out. You go mm-hmm. mow their grass. You, you know, uh, they're they're in a tight spot, and you watch their kids for a night so they can do some work or something like that. That is a form of worship, right. something that is acceptable and pleasing to God. Right, and it's it's really interesting, and it's it's worth noting that in these examples that that we're giving, you see always linked. You see this the word sacrifice Mm. in that worship is in nature it's sacrificial you know what i mean if it means nothing if it doesn't require like any sort of um you know it should hurt a little bit yeah it it takes a little bit (laughs) from you you know if it doesn't then it's it's not real genuine worship and that's the attitude towards it and so it's not necessarily that's why you know when it comes to giving it's not always the amount specifically but is it it's that in your heart you know you're saying man i could really use this but you know what i i trust god and i believe him and i'm gonna sacrificially give to him right you know we see this again we we had talked about in this outward dimension of how evangelism is is a is another form of that outward dimension of worship and um in romans 15 16 you see we said uh but on some points i've written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given given me by god to be a minister of christ jesus to the gentiles Mm -hmm. uh, in the priestly service of the gospel of of god so that the offering of the gentiles may be acceptable sanctified Mm -hmm. by the holy spirit you know so we see again this uh preaching and evangelizing the gospel to to you know outsiders you know not christians people who aren't saved and so that their worship would even be acceptable right you know so and again it's this it's this idea of of doing especially in the hard in in the outward dimension doing hard things and a lot of the times are very counter-cultural because it's not it's not where you take the social win you know you don't necessarily win the conversation or win the argument but rather you you honor the other person and more importantly uh, you honor the lord by how you are right interacting with with these people right right yeah right that's what that's what it's about honoring the lord Um, right and again you see that that this horizontal is an is an overflow of that vertical you know what i mean and that's what really informs all of this yeah uh going to the next one going into the inward dimension okay um got an outward and an inward yeah now we're on the inward dimension and this one is really kind of we worship inwardly through godliness and holiness Mm. you know and this is where uh it is a it it is a a again this one kind of shifts back to a vertical the vertical aspect but yeah. this is really that during the week how are you pursuing godliness yeah. righteousness and doing good you know yeah. what I mean and because this is what we're called to right right we're called to be Christ like like the word Christian is like Christ yeah. right um, and so how are we doing this and I think this is really where we get into. Uh, our devotionals our prayer time yeah. because we can't we can't we can't expect to be living holy yeah. um, righteous lives do, uh, doing good yeah. apart from 
yeah the only way we can do it which is the spirit right yeah. Yeah. and and god has revealed himself uh perfectly and for what we need uh to live righteously and and in, and godly in in the word right yeah. and so i think this is the abiding in Christ during the week. How are we doing that? Mm. And that right there, that is worshipful to him. Right. That's a good word to abide in Christ and to think of our abiding as worship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as we've moved away from this concept of thinking of worship as like an emotional response, you know, or just like all, all emotional or like the tingly feeling, you know, it is responsive, but it's not the, it's not just in the tingliness that yeah. is our worship. Um, but as as we are abiding in Christ, connecting with Him through His Word, mm-hmm. through prayer, that's worshipful. Right. When we are very intentionally making a decision to, I'm not going to watch TV right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forego another hour of sleep mm-hmm. because this is what's most important to me. Right. That decision, that choice, that action, and, uh, and intentional saying, I'm going to abide in Christ this morning is pleasing, is right. is acceptable to God. And then obviously the obedience part of like, okay, now that I've read the word, now I'm going to go and live it out and walk right. in a holy manner and speak uh, in a holy manner and think thoughts in a holy manner, all mm-hmm. those things. Like obviously that's worshipful to God as we mm-hmm. are saying no to sin and, uh, and forsaking the way of the world around us and choosing to live in a godly manner, even when it's unpopular or countercultural. Right. And, and just like how you were saying, when you get the foundation right, you know, as you start to build, it, it straightens everything out. When you are abiding in Christ, when you are um, pursuing Him in the Word and in prayer, uh, that's not like a a formula to go be perfect, but what it does do is now the Spirit and the truth of the Word is like working on your heart, you know what I mean? And you're getting sanctified and you're learning uh, to kind of like fight those sin desires and sin patterns, but you can't really expect to, to be winning those sin temptations and battles when mm-hmm. you're not in the word and you're not you're not in in the in prayer and pursuing right. uh, that relationship with Christ you know how many how many of us uh, know someone or or have you your said just been unsatisfied and like man why do i keep on messing up why do i keep on falling into this sin temptation um, and we'll look at your prayer life look at your time in the word and i i think oftentimes we we neglect that and are kind of like wondering well why 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 does my life look like this you know what i mean right why, why do i feel like i keep on failing right right because you're not fighting the battle with the right. tools that god's given you yeah and you're i trying I, to fight it on your own yeah no just a, a really practical just you know axiom i've heard before is like you 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 make time for things that you care about you make right. time for things that you care about and if we believe that christ is our savior and our treasure yeah. you know and i think uh that's that's a really good way to like is he your treasure because i think we think savior and especially in the western world we don't lack much and you know what i mean right. the things we lack are like these like you think you need another laptop a better phone but really we don't you know actually lack much we have clean water we have pretty ac- like pretty everything's pretty accessible right yeah but is he your treasure mm. and that really makes begs the question like is he the most important thing like out of out of all the uh accommodations in your life is he the most valuable and if he is 
then we need to our life should reflect that and right. how we're pursuing him right. in, in the word and in prayer that's right that's right to know if something's like a priority or a treasure it's uh, am i willing to be inconvenienced in order exactly. to get it yeah yeah that that shows the yeah. level of like importance something yeah. is to you mm-hmm. that you really treasure it, that you will go out of your way you will forsake comfort mm-hmm. you will risk things in order to achieve this yeah. and uh in order to attain this in order to experience this and uh you know we're willing to be inconvenienced for all kinds of things yep yeah but me you know sunday morning it comes around ooh small group ooh having that conversation you know yeah. ooh picking up my bible today ooh you know i need to pray like it's just so i'm just so busy i'm so inconvenient you're like right what does that reveal about your heart and and that brings in again like that sacrificial element of this like we we all have our busy lives we all Mm -hmm. have families jobs all that kinds of stuff and so sometimes like you're saying it does take that sacrifice of like hey i'm gonna wake up early and i'm gonna i'm gonna jump into god's word um and and just pursue him right right? and and i like how you've said it before and just thinking metaphorically that like god's word is like spiritual food for us yeah and as you know being born again christians like we're we have new life spiritually now we need sustenance right and how can we uh, be thriving and healthy without getting our our daily meal you know what i mean right and most of us eat more than once right <laughs> a day right but you know what i mean and just being supplemented and and just sustained through the word right right and that's how that's like that inward dimension of how do we worship and then go on and and live holy and righteous lives well it's through that right and yeah. abiding in that and letting the spirit work right. in us right right so we've got an outward dimension an inward dimension and you said there's a third dimension yeah and this this third dimension is the upward dimension of mm. worshiping uh and this is you know not only on sunday mornings uh and all throughout the week but this is the the praising god you know and and again there's some other elements of, of the outward which is you know doing good and and sharing with others but this is a a a like attributing it to yeah. god you know so not not necessarily uh sharing with others as in like it's this redirecting to him you know praising Mm -hmm. him and then going to others and like you were saying sharing look what god has done you know what i mean look at how he is great look at how he has blessed us right and and pointing back to who who this is all about you know what i mean so it's kind of uh full circle in that we are um we start with who god is the truth of that and let that inform how we are towards others right yeah. while focusing on our inward uh, life spiritual life and then again redirecting that and, and then the outflow of that pointing back to him and ascribing praise and glory and honor to right. god who is worthy of it that's right yeah i mean it's all those things that we see again throughout the the scriptures yeah particularly in the psalms to give thanks mm-hmm. you know there's and and sometimes we you know we sing that out super loud you know yeah um on a sunday morning uh, or in our car while we're singing and sometimes there's just that quiet thought throughout the day as you're reading something or something's happening you're like thank you lord right um it is ascribing to him glory. It's remembering his promises and yeah. covenants, you know, and um, 
blessing him for who he is and what he's done. It's right. those those thoughts of, and and not just thoughts, but also our expressions right. uh, that we uh, um, that we give back to him that we can acknowledge as we're on the go, mm-hmm. as something happens in our work, both for good. Right. But also, like we can thank God when something doesn't go our way, a deal falls through. Right. You know, even in those moments, we need to be able to bring ourselves to a place of worship. To say, you know what? Thank you, God, that this fell through. Right. Because apparently, there was something in this that wasn't that you're protecting me from. If you've right. said no, I honor that, and I sure. and I thank you for keeping me from getting into a yeah. deal like this. And that's that. That's kind of counterintuitive because, especially if we're working on it and trying to go for it and all that stuff, um, there's maybe a lot of personal investment in it. Right. And yet, if God said no, and we should trust His sovereignty, right, uh, His control over it, and just be able to say, "Well, thank you, God. You are holy. You are sovereign. I am not. I clearly missed something, but I'm trusting you for the way ahead." Right, and this is where it really affects our, our just our disposition and our attitudes throughout the week. You know, like as Christians, um, and obviously there's times in our life where we're in in sorrow and there's hard times, but there there should be this this you know overarching understanding that God is sovereign; He is in control of all things, and so even even these momentary afflictions. Mm. we can count as joy yeah because we know what's at the end you know we know what we have at the end what's stored up in heaven for us and and that really should affect our mood that should affect how we deal with you know discomfort and conflict in the workplace in our family in our relationships with our friends yeah um you know that that doesn't that should not create like this apathy but yeah. it should just, you know, there's an attitude, there's a, there's a disposition of, you know, this is going on, but this is not, this is not the end. This is not right. the end all. Right. Um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. 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 And that's what happens when like our, when our hope is fixed on Christ, mm-hmm. when our joy is fixed on Christ, mm-hmm. then even when things don't go our way, there may be feelings of disappointment. Right. Which, which, which isn't is, necessarily yeah, bad. normal. But our disappointment isn't in the Lord, right? Because if we find ourselves in a place disappointed with the Lord, then then that means like our hope and our joy aren't fixed in Him, because right. He never disappoints, right? He never fails us, mm-hmm. He never forsakes us. Um, and so when we find ourselves feeling those things, the object of that, the reason for that, is not the Lord, right? It's in either a wrong belief mm-hmm. or wrong expectation, wrong. Yeah, it's it's uh, something else is disordered, not the Lord, right? And this this praising the Lord in in these situations is just like a it's a healthy exercise of just getting into that into that mindset and that heart posture that you know God you we praise you we praise you when things are great and yeah. we praise you when things to us are not right. great and what we think is not right. great right yeah what did where, where is it in Job but he says the Lord gives and takes away but mm-hmm. blessed be the name of the Lord right. Um, I'm pretty sure that's Job. I should probably so. know something like that, but I can hear the song in my head. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a catchy little tune. Right, yeah. and, and that's that's the idea right there, that upward uh, dimension of, of saying, you know, God, we praise you because you are yeah. worthy of it. And and I think that's probably one of the the harder uh, things that we struggle with on, sure. on this side of heaven of saying, how do you praise 
God in situations that to us are not favorable and that any logical person would say are not favorable. Um, And we're called to to believe in God and to hope in him and not in our situation. Right. right? Um, And, you know, as we as we just continue in in worship, you learn we start to figure out that like all these things are just kind of interwoven and and as we learn about who god is and we trust his sovereignty and we trust his faithfulness and we trust his goodness we start to see more and more like this side of heaven is such a small 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 tiny uh part in the timeline of eternity that things bad things quote unquote bad things you know unfortunate things happen here and we still praise god because you know they're gonna they're just gonna fade away you know and And he's working it out for his glory and our good absolutely absolutely yeah and i and i think you know as we've talked about these these aspects of worship what you're saying well man this sounds like a super happy always (laughs) in the word uh perfect right perfect it's person. kind of idyllic almost yeah it is it is and the truth of the matter is that when our worship is is rightly focused and authentically uh oriented these are the the fruits right these right. are you know if if we always 100 percent of the time worshiped like this then yes the fruit in our in our lives would be those things right. it'd be pure joy yeah it'd be awesome right but the truth is is that we're we're fallen and so right. often our eyes, you know, they they kind of veer from 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 Christ, yeah. um, and that's where you know we can have hope, and that's where we can. That's where your community and the Sunday morning gathering uh, is so important to reorient right. our worship. You know, right. we we often just can get sidetracked, and then before you know it, you find yourself yeah. worshiping and doing all these things to something else, to something that was that's created right. Right. rather than. The right. Creator, and right. and what we need to do is is reorient and and get that vertical lined up. That's right. I'm glad you've taken us here, Aaron, because uh, we have to acknowledge this. Like, if worship is our ultimate priority, mm-hmm. then the ultimate uh, tactic of our enemy is to distract us exactly. from this priority. Mm-hmm. To take our eyes off of Christ, mm-hmm. to uh, make us fix our hope in temporary things, to look for satisfaction in uh, you know the fleeting pleasures of sin, to right. uh, to cause us to doubt the goodness of God yeah. in this, and so He is actively at work, and our sin is you know agitated within us mm-hmm. to forget God and his glory to take us off kilter from worship. Right. And so you're right. That's, and, and, I, and I love the point that you, you were, were taking us there is that that's the, why Sunday morning is important. Right. Because yes, we're acknowledging like worship is an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Worship is a lifestyle thing. And so it's not just the Sunday morning, but that doesn't, just because it's an everyday thing doesn't diminish the importance of a Sunday morning thing. Right. It's going to do one of two things depending upon how your week was. If you've had a hard week and your mind has been taken off mm-hmm. of the prize, what Sunday morning is going to do is going to recalibrate you as you get right. with God's people and mm-hmm. it's going to reorient your life to 
put you back on the right track. Right. And if it's been a great week and you've had a very worshipful week, yeah. then it just is accentuated. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, cap. what else could I do? Like, right. this is all that I want to do mm-hmm. because it's been a great week. And now I get to come with God's people and right. worship like I have not gotten to do mm-hmm. all week. And so in both of those scenarios, it only highlights right. the necessity and the priority of ga- the corporate worship gathering right. on the Lord's Day, our mm. first portion of the week, our first you know hours, our best energy of mm. our week going to the Lord uh, together with God's people. And uh, and man, what a what a good, wise, kind God, knowing that we would need this, knowing the the. Uh, uh, you know the 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 attacks of the enemy and the corrupt the pervasiveness and persuasiveness of our sin that would take away from our worship right. and, so, and you know that's why we're reminded to not neglect meeting with one another right because yeah. the singing the the hearing the proclamation of god's word it's it's the the beautiful thing about god's glory it's not only the the thing that like shows us that we're in need of a savior and it's not the only it doesn't it's not it's what saves us also but it's also what encourages us and it reminds us that you know that there is something right and there is a god who is all these things who is perfect and personal and he wants right. uh to commune with us and and he makes a way for us Amen. and Amen. so we can be encouraged we can celebrate we can be joyful and and we can be drawn back in by just fixing back on on God's glory. Amen. Right. Amen. That's right. That's so good. That's so good. Well, I love these uh, verses since you mentioned Hebrews, and I think it's actually a fitting way to kind of summarize what we've been talking about here and conclude this podcast. But this is Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16, and it says, Through him, that's Jesus, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to mm. God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. And that really just sums up everything that we've talked about, how we worship Monday through Saturday uh, in a way that pleases God. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support in listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we 